Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker joining me as we dive right into some uh, some news around the league. Uh, you know, was covering the the big firing of Chuck Fletcher and uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, bringing in Danny Briere as a interim GM, and then we will jump to our favorite girlfriend teams of uh you know the rest of this season so if you're unfamiliar with girlfriend teams don't worry we're going to explain it all but before we do that justin welcome to the show as usual and uh yeah well let's let's talk a little bit of chuck fletcher dude i'm excited it's been a couple weeks too since uh since trade deadline so yes it has i know you know i feel like we did the we did our trade deadline we went through all the trades and last week I feel like last week didn't even happen. I don't. I right? don't know. I don't know what happened. You and I did not talk, <laughs> and that's that's unusual. Usually we talk like every few days at least. Uh, I don't think we talked at all. Maybe I sent you like a meme once or something, but uh, we didn't really talk. And so then I was like, "Oh my gosh, we didn't even do a show. This is this is terrible. Uh, ruined my whole week." Just I'm glad a, to hear that I ruined a your week. terrible week. <laughs> uh, no, no, you didn't ruin my week. It's my my lack of uh, of of planning ruined my whole week. So, well, listen, you just had a baby, man. You you've got a lot on your plate there. So. That's true. You know, I had to push that baby. At, nope, I didn't do that at all. <laughs> I didn't do that at all. Oh, um, you identifying as a mother now? Oh yes, yes, I'm a pregnant person. Uh, so the <laughs> uh, let's talk. Let's talk Chuck Fletcher. Uh, he was fired. You know, it was it was, it was about you know, a week ago now. Uh, I think I think it's it's interesting to to look at it after you have a chance to kind of digest it and watch what the next general manager does. I know that Danny Briere is the quote interim GM. However, he has come out very confident and uh, and and strong towards a vision for this team basically saying we're going to go in and rebuild we're not going to sell off all our young pieces like he didn't say this but like arizona has done where they're like screw it i mean you're you're 22 years old you're too old for our rebuild that's how garbage we are uh philadelphia recognizes they have some talent but there are quite a few pieces that need to move and they are definitely headed for a rebuild Um, how long that rebuild will last my guess is they are hoping that their rebuild can be very similar to the new york rangers um, and, and maybe the Toronto Maple Leafs to a certain extent, you know, the Leafs started to kind of rebuild in what, like 2014 and 2016, they got Austin Matthews and kind of away they went. Uh, they had one more bad season once they got Matthews and then it was, uh, wait, no, did they make the playoffs the first year Matthews? Yeah, they did. So, uh, yeah, once, once they got Matthews, it was full, full on head steam, uh, with the players they had. So, I mean, you know, you, these can happen quickly. But they can also happen the way that, oh, Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, <laughs> some of these other teams have tried to rebuild where it takes a long time. I mean, Edmonton Oilers, it took them forever to make it to a conference final after being terrible for like 10 years. Yeah, I think the difference is, right, you have to you have to draft well nowadays if you want to rebuild. Because the problem is, is you know, for example, a team like Detroit, right, they, they had some some high draft picks, but not exactly like, you know, top five draft picks. I think, you know, really their only top five draft pick in the last 10 years has been uh, Lucas Raymond. But, you know, for Detroit, you know, just speaking from experience watching them, right, their other big picks, uh, you know, sixth overall in 2018 and 13th overall, uh, or at 30th, I'm sorry, uh, is, you know, Philip Zadina, Joe Valeno, these guys. Cider was a sixth overall, yeah. Yeah, side, I think Cider, again, was, uh, you know, just more or less having good scouting, right? And so that's that's really what you need to do. You need to have a general manager who knows how to draft well and draft later into rounds, too, because, uh, you know, he did that quite a bit with, with Tampa, obviously. And, um, you know, knowing, uh, you know, how to how to build a team successfully, right, is, is super important. Well, and they, so, I mean, Tampa also had a second overall pick in Hedman, now first overall pick for, in Stamkos, like, it's you know let's not fool ourselves they definitely had some great picks and no i mean how many teams have won the stanley cup without a first overall pick on their team right it's so hard and and you look at toronto right they're a perfect example of a team that you know again they they had the high draft pick right you had austin matthews you you drafted well with mitch marner and some of these other right. guys and william so, nylander was a seventh overall pick you had right. to hit and on that now you're and you're also a destination where a guy like john Tavares wanted to go Right. And I don't don't really know if, you know, 
obviously Philly's going to be that kind of destination or a place where they're going to get a high-end player like that in free agency. So they have to draft a little bit better and be a little bit more patient with their younger players. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, now that is why they are quote unquote tanking now for the bottom. I mean, they, they will be certainly in a position, you know, probably bottom five to, to grab that top spot. They've got a, a so-so chance of, of getting that and, and a decent chance of at hitting in the lottery. And if not, they're likely like that five, six, which you can still get a really good player at that, uh, that location in the draft. But yeah, I mean, whoever gets that first overall pick, it almost is like, Hey, this is a, this is like one of the keys you need. Like you need generally, you need some kind of superstar type of player. I'd say, I mean, other than what we say, the St. Louis blues didn't really have that like number one overall pick. I mean, they had Petrangelo who was, I think it was a fourth overall pick. Uh, and other than that, they didn't really have anyone who was, a, a, oh, I guess they had Jay Bomeister. Bomeister was a first overall pick, wasn't he? Oh, third. Sorry, third overall pick. So uh, you're getting closer, but you look at the other teams that have won the Cup. Colorado, they have Nathan McKinnon. Tampa, they've got a couple top three picks. You've got Washington, obviously, they have Ovechkin. Pittsburgh, Chicago, all these teams that have had first overall picks. Uh, so really, St. Louis is the only team in like the last 10 years that has won without a first overall pick. So, I mean, it's hard to win without super high-end talent. I mean, you can definitely go far. You can certainly win, but it's rare. Far more rare right. than having that first overall pick. So, I mean, that's uh, truly it's where the lottery is so important to some of these teams. Uh, but the, the Flyers are kind of in this interesting spot where you know that their fan base wants to, wants to win. They're sick of losing. But I, I do think that they will have patience because – if somebody comes out and says, we're just rebuilding, you go, okay, like it's about time. I think that there was the same. I, I actually think that Toronto is saying, like basically saying we're going to rebuild back when they did what, seven, eight years ago now. I think that that opened the door for other teams to be able to do this because there was this vibe of like, oh, the Leafs can't just come out and rebuild like the it, the the fans won't won't stand for it kind of thing and i think i remember always sitting there like i will happily take a rebuild over first round losses barely missing the playoffs like this is just it's annoying let's just be bad for a minute and and uh then then we can actually have a shot at being good uh and i think that that maybe opened the door for other teams to tank uh i don't think that like even Montreal's tanking right now. <laughs> and I, I don't think that that's really ever happened where you can look and go, Montreal's intentionally kind of trying to find their way to the bottom of the standings. Uh, it made it okay for the Rangers to tank. I don't think that the Rangers had ever, ever tanked before. Uh, they sent that letter out to their fans. What was that? Four, four or five years ago that they did that. I think that the, you know, a, a big market like Toronto saying, let's just rebuild. I really think open the door for other franchises that have these quote unquote impatient fans that just want to win the cup every year. I think it opened the door to, to going, Hey, they did it. They were fine. Look where they are now. Let's do it too. Yeah. And I, I'm curious to see how Danny Breer does. I mean, really you look at his, his staff history, right? I mean, he was just a little over a year, just a special assistant to the GM in Philly before he took over. And so, you know, prior to that, I mean, obviously he's 45, so he doesn't have a lot of experience as far as, you know, management is concerned. And so, um, you know, I think right now you're starting to see this trend. I, I um, actually think that he was up for the Montreal job, if I remember right. Yes, he was, because yeah. he was French speaking, uh, which was a big thing, I remember. So his name was definitely tossed around. But Philly you know, didn't want to lose him. And I think that's why they gave him the title they gave him. I think right, that he yeah. was he was something like he was just a an advisor or something, and they brought him in more because they they did want him to eventually do something and obviously it was uh it was a good move and i i know that ownership really likes him so that right that always goes in your favor right yeah always willing to to get a couple more dollars to spend it is so important and um but i mean you know with this trend of, of former players coming in right so we have you know steve eiserman uh marty st louis taking over the head coaching job and then of course chris jury in new york so you know, all these guys so far, in my opinion, have had a lot of success, and I'm hoping that Danny Breyer keeps that up because 
Um, listen, I, I like Philadelphia's, you know, old school broad street mentality. And, you know, who knows, maybe Breer is the one guy that starts to bring in, you know, more skilled guys and, and less of a, a grit kind of team that Philly has always been known for. Yeah. It just doesn't really, doesn't really work much anymore. <laughs> it just, yeah. you know. And it makes me wonder how long John Tortorella is going to be around too now, because, you know, clearly he's brought, he was brought in knowing that, you know, okay, we're not going to be great this year, but I'm going to coach the hell out of the team and yep. try to squeeze a little bit more out. Um, and then of course, Chuck Fletcher has gone. So now does Danny try to put his stamp on this team and bring in his guy, or does he just let John kind of ride it out for the next couple of years while they rebuild? Well, and I, I also, my guess is that Briere had some input on hiring John Tortorella uh, since he was there, like it's not as if they're bringing in a complete outsider into the picture, right? Uh, and I, and I think you do know at least you know what you get with John Tortorella. It's a really good coach, somebody who's who like is going to push guys, and that's not a bad thing to have during a rebuild, especially if it's more of a like, hey, let's be bad for maybe maybe this year, next year, and then the, the year after that, we'll start to really try to compete again. The, uh, my question would be: Is Tortorella down, like? Like you said, he was brought in to see if he could squeeze something out of this this team, and the fact that he can't, or he's he's maybe not going to be able to give anything to squeeze. He's literally been given an empty toothpaste bottle. Uh, maybe he just goes. I mean, I could go coach somewhere else where I'm actually going to be able to win. I mean, he's not. I don't know how how old John Tortorella is, but I don't think he's, he's very, 64, and he's got yeah. three more years left on his deal. Yeah, well. And and maybe you do come to this this point where it's hey we we're gonna walk away from each other. But my guess is that Briere was involved in the conversations of him being hired. So I would assume that he's gonna get every chance to you know come back next year and see what he can do with some of these younger guys. And who knows? Maybe it's a it, it would be an interesting opportunity for Tortorella to be here from the ground up and to take some of these young guys to teach them how to play the way that he believes hockey should be played and. You know, maybe you end up with a, with a really good team because they have that consistency. And I will say, even though he is, quote unquote, this like old school, more old school kind of coach, he still plays such a way where like speed is definitely a part of his game. Like the way that he coaches, there's a lot of forechecking involved. Uh, there's, I mean, he uses, he fast players thrive under his system. I just think of like Cam Atkinson, yep. and, you know, Boone Jenner is these guys who are willing to, to kind of crash and uh, make things happen and they need speed to be able to do that. So it's not as if his way of coaching is just not going to work in this day and age. I think a really good four check, a good system that, that builds around that four check is going to be successful uh, in today's game. So, um, yeah, I think that Tortorella will probably be given every opportunity to do it also because they don't want to pay two people. <laughs> they don't want to pay two coaches. Don't want to end up like Vancouver paying eight no. coaches. Yes, to... <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, which, by the way, the salary cap looks like it might go up more than a million dollars next year. So that's fun. Uh, oh, that'd be great. You know, I, I have one thing that I want to, uh, before we get to our girlfriend teams, uh, there's one correction that I want to make. And I have been... I have said this probably several times over the course of our trade deadline thing, uh, shows and, and rumors and whatnot. I have incorrectly been saying that teams can retain the salary of two players. And I have been wrong the whole time. They are able to retain the salary on three players. Um, I don't know when that changed, but I know that it was two at one point and now it is three. So, uh, that's my bad. I've been, I've, been, I've said that that's my bad too. I didn't many you. times. <laughs> and, uh, and actually today I was looking at cap friendly and was like, Oh, I'm looking at all the teams and I see retained and Oh, there's zero out of three, zero out of three. Oh, this is three. <laughs> so there's only two teams that have retained all three of those salaries. And that is Arizona and Detroit. They have retained all th- have three salaries retained through the rest of the year. So just wanted to, you know, air out my dirty laundry since uh. I, since I effed up. Uh, there you go. It, it's, it's three, not two. So I will, I will never get that wrong again. Uh, but yes, the Red Wings are retaining Richard Ponick, Tyler Bertuzzi and Jacob Verana and Jacob Verana's next year too. So there you go. Um, well, should we get into our girlfriend teams, or do you have anything else you want to add as far as news goes? 
Well, I mean, I know this just happened uh, last night, but maybe it was the night before. But uh, Connor McDavid, though, uh, most points since I think ninety five, ninety six with Mario Lemieux. Um, in the, mo- I mean, definitely the most yes. in the modern, you know, cap era um, at one hundred and twenty nine, and he only did it. It only took sixty eight games and climbing. Wild. Guy might have one hundred and fifty points by the end of the year. Actually, if he doesn't have one hundred and fifty points, I think I'll be surprised. Yeah, unless they decide the last like four games of the year they can rest him. (laughs) Well, let's see. I mean, at uh, he's he's averaging one point nine points per game, so that would put him over one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Again, and and, I mean Edmonton is definitely in a spot where they're 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 probably not missing the playoffs at this point, but they're they're also not in a super secure place. I don't think that they. You know, four games rest them or anything like that towards the end of the year. But um, yeah, the Western Conference playoff race has has really uh, is weird. Uh, we we can get into that with our girlfriend teams and and let that conversation take its way. But yes, congratulations to Connor McDavid, who is really good. Um, yeah, he's got that uh, that heart trophy locked up. For sure. Yes, I think that heart trophy is his. Um, I don't think Matthews is going to get it. Gonna get it back to back. Also, he did come out and say that he he hurt his hand early in the year and has just not been the same since he hurt his hand. So um, that would definitely explain it. That would explain it. Yep. Yeah. His his shot just kind of doesn't look the same, and uh, hopefully he figures that out. I I hesitate to say like, hey, just you know, shut the guy down until the playoffs. But uh, it's not like they need to. They're in no danger of losing, but I guess you you really want to keep your home ice advantage away from Tampa Bay. Uh, that's probably the the only motivation you have left through the last what fifteen games of the season. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, well let's let's jump into our girlfriend teams. Uh, how did you? So I'll be honest, I didn't rank mine. I just have a list of teams. I did do ten, but I don't necessarily have a. Like, uh, I love this team better than that, other than maybe my top three. Uh, but I, I kind of pick teams that I'm very interested in watching. And I, I have maybe more so I have them in tiers, but um, I don't really have them like this is number one and this is number five. I just kind of put them into a to a list and then some lots of reasons why. Um, how did you did you, I'm assuming you ranked them because you you always rank. And I, yes. I always, I tend to buck the system because I'm a rebel. So what, <laughs> what went rebel. into your rankings? Yeah, so I did rank them one to ten. Basically, these are teams that, um, you know, and I, I don't think it's not necessarily just this year for me. Really, my, my girlfriend teams are more or less a collection of years where I've always been pining for these teams to win a cup or hoping that they would, um, you know, and whether or not they have or have not, they're still a girlfriend team because I've rooted for them. Uh, in the past you have some history with them yeah yes you've made out a few times yeah and yeah yeah, and especially like you know in the days when Detroit was was successful in making that 25 year run in the playoffs there was always a team on the east where I was like you know what that's the team I want to see Detroit play not necessarily because I want Detroit to have an easy team to play or anything like that but just because I want to see that team succeed so uh, there's been history with some teams and so um, you know, it, it changes from year to year depending on like how successful a team has maybe been if they won yeah, some cups. Yeah. Um, like know, Vancouver example. was one of my girlfriend has has always been a team that I I would gravitate towards. I loved Vancouver mm-hmm. back when the Sedines were there and during their 2011 Cup run. Um, I was always rooting for Vancouver, but they're not a girlfriend team of mine this year because they. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not super interested in them. I mean, I was interested in them earlier in the year. I definitely followed them. Uh, when they had you know lots of drama around their team, but uh, as far as a girlfriend team going, as we move in through the playoff race and into the playoffs, they are not on that list. Yeah, and then then also too, there's there's certain players, right? Like you mentioned, the Sadines. Uh, there's always certain players on some teams where I'm like, you know what, that guy deserves a cup. I want that player to to get a ring or yeah. something along those lines. So um, you know, or just maybe like you know, for example, there's there's teams where I'm like, you know what. I just think they would be fun to see go deep in the playoffs. They would just be exciting to watch all off season long. So yeah, I get it. And I'll I'll say, I'll say this, and and just uh, we we forgot to maybe 
talk about what girlfriend teams are. Uh, I, th- I think it's it. You can figure it out, but um, your team is your wife. You know, you've, the Toronto Maple Leafs are my team. Detroit Red Wings are, are Justin's, and so those are our. Uh, those are the team that you. That's the team you cheer for. Um, the diehard team, no matter what, you want them to win against anyone else. Um, unfortunately for Justin, the Red Wings will not be in the playoffs again this year. So, I mean, he he, you you automatically you're picking ten. You you've got a list of ten teams, and none of them. It doesn't matter if they're in the same division as the Wings or anything, because you can just you know you've got free range. Uh, I know how it feels, Justin, because I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah, you guys uh, had a nice little yeah, nice, nice little run, <laughs> um, and they still have the last time they won a playoff series. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> that gives you any. That was two thousand four. So that's how I. Ouch. That's how I measure time. Uh, but the yeah. So the way I did mine, I I kind of did them by division. Like I was like, right, I'm going to pick a few teams per division, uh, just because you know the first round generally you're, it's a divisional matchup anyways. So just trying to pick the teams that I I'd like to follow moving into there. Um, and I don't I I have I have some teams that like maybe are on that playoff bubble. I only have one Atlantic team because. I, I mean, I'm not going to cheer. For, I'm never going to cheer for Boston. I'm not cheering for Tampa, and I don't want to cheer for Florida. I don't really like them very much. So that, like, it just makes it hard to you know to drop an Atlantic team because I know that the Leafs are probably going to play most of those teams if you know, or, or at least one of those teams in the playoffs, Tampa Bay. Uh, and I'm never going to cheer for Boston. So, so yeah, my my list is far more Western Conference heavy because of knowing that. Hey, you know the Leafs have a chance to to play a few teams here in the Eastern Conference if they win rounds and like end up playing a Metro team. Uh, so that that definitely impacts my list, where I'm trying not to pick teams that are in the same division or who I think they might play. So, okay, love it. All right. Well, with that said, let's go. Your number ten. Number ten, uh, the Buffalo Sabers. Let's start off at with this division you just talked about, right? Um, to me, I just Buffalo. I I always had a thing for them growing up because Dominic Kosciuk was mm. one of my favorite. Well, he was and is the greatest goaltender of all time. But he was one of my favorite players growing Slide up. Slide that in there. Uh, <laughs> even when he wasn't, uh, you know, playing for the Red Wings, I still loved this guy. I thought he was, you know, fantastic and always rooted for him. And still a little bitter about that Dallas uh, Buffalo game. We won't talk about Brett Hall, but um, yeah. So you know, whenever we talk about girlfriend teams, Buffalo is always going to be on my list until they they get a cup and not only that too but um you know i i think watching them kind of go through this rebuild a second time in the last decade um you know i'm kind of sick of seeing it for buffalo fans and i, I just want them to be successful so part of me you know again that's why they make my list because part of me just wants to root for them to to go deep and at least maybe get in the playoffs yeah I, i'm rooting for them to get in the playoffs too they're they're the only atlantic to Divi- uh, atlantic division team that is on my list uh I'm, I'm watching them because I want to see them make the playoffs. I mean, I'd love to see a team that is out of the playoffs storm back and make the playoffs. That's a cool mm-hmm. story. Um, I'll be honest. The one, uh, something that has really drawn me to them outside of, you know, really talented young players. Tage Thompson is unbelievable. Um, it's the fact that they have $17 million in cap space. And I really want to see a team that is nowhere. They, they actually have spent the least amount of money in their cap hit out of any team in the NHL. And I would love to see that team make the playoffs because I don't, that does not happen. <laughs> it just does not happen. And it's pretty clear. They were not prepared for it to happen either. Um, I still have, I, I doubt they make the playoffs. My guess is they've got about a 10% chance at the playoffs, maybe 15%. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot for them to make the playoffs. It, it's weird that their home record's so bad. Yeah, that is that's shocking. And you know, another thing about Buffalo that I love is just they've got you know the ageless Craig Anderson in there too. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I yes, they're 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 a team I'll be watching. They're fun to watch whether they win or not. They they generally they're they're good games too. So uh, okay, so we'll 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 just kind of we'll track with your list, and then any team that I have left over on my list, I'll toss out there um, just because you've got the order there. So uh, who's your number nine? At number nine, I've got the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of people might be saying, you know, why aren't they higher? I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, love to see those guys in the playoffs. Yeah. But 
Um, at the same time, you know, part of me is a little bit torn because I don't, I mean, Ken Holland's fine. I, I, I have nothing but love for him and he's a very well-respected person in my book, but um, I think he's just done a poor job. And so it's kind of hard for me to go any higher on this list until uh, you don't want to, you don't want to root for them because you don't <laughs> want them to get any credit. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Uh, bit. That's That's why I just can't go any higher than number nine. Hey, you got to give them the Evander Kane trade, though. That was a good one. Yeah, that was that was clutch. I will say that. And then you got to give them the uh, the Ekholm trade too. I mean, he's had some great moves, which is kind of a throwback. Like usually, it's all about the players you draft, and with Ken Holland, it's been about the players he's traded and signed. Like Zach Hyman, another great signing. Now Jack Campbell, not a good signing so far yeah well we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah but yeah edmonton of course is on my list who's i mean you know who's not watching the if if i see the oilers flash up i'm turning the game on like there something can always happen and in the playoffs the fact that leon dreisaitl last year was so good with like one leg i am excited to see what will happen when he has his whole body (laughs) so i'm yeah I, i edmonton's edmonton's very high on my my rooting list plus like I, I always feel like it's a good thing when a canadian team does does really well um, yeah it's always i mean that's, it's good fun. for the game right i mean i hate this you know i don't hate to say it it's just it's it's good for the game yeah it is um okay who's your number eight at number eight i've got a, a little cinderella here um the seattle kraken all right yeah you know i just how could you I not just, root for them right now right i i mean it's a it's a team of second and third liners that have just it's it's almost like angels in the outfield kind of story to me, you know, just a team of, you know, rejects, team, you know, players hey, and that nobody Maddie wanted. Well, yeah, of course, Manny Beniers has been great, and it'll happen. But you know, again, like you look at you, you know, uh, Eli Tolvanen, uh, you know, outcast from Nashville, and he's only put up twenty two points in thirty three games. He's yes. been phenomenal. Yes, it has so, some it has some Vegas Golden Knights first year vibes. You know, yeah, it was like, eh, well, that guy's not that good anymore. And he goes there and he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they don't have a William Carlson putting up 40 goals, but, um, you know, they, they're doing it collectively, which has been fun to watch. And, uh, you know, if they can get some competent goaltending, uh, which Philip Grubauer has been all right lately, but, um, you know, hey, if he can turn it on and, and be that Colorado avalanche goalie he once was, it might be fun to watch in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're definitely on my list too. Uh, they've been, they just score goals. It's great. I never thought they'd be the team that was scoring goals and, and playing a little more wide open. Like out of all the playoff teams in the West, there's only two that have allowed more goals and it's Los Angeles who had no goalie in the beginning of the year and Edmonton. So I think right now Seattle would play Dallas who is uh, Dallas is very high on my girlfriend team list. I really like the Dallas stars and, uh, they're they're on. I'll just tossing the teams out that are on my list. The Dallas Stars are very high on it. Love watching that that top line play, and uh, I th- I think the Stars this year more than last. Like last year, they were coming in as underdogs. This year, they are going to be one of the teams to beat. And usually, I don't find myself rooting for that team, but because of how the stars kind of have gotten here. I, I really appreciate it. And I, I love Jim Nil as a general manager. So I I'm, I'm always rooting for Jim Nil as a, as a person in any team that he's on, as long as it's not the Red Wings. <laughs> uh, all right. Who do you have? It's uh, what? Seven, seven, seven. Yeah. I've got the, uh, the Winnipeg jets mm. number seven. Uh, for me, it's it's all about Connor Hollebuck, right? This is a guy that I just I've seen go through some ups and downs. You've been with scouting franchise. since he was eleven, yes, dude. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> I want this guy to get a cup. I just I, I love this this goaltender. I think he's probably one of the more underrated goaltenders, and not that I think people underrate him as a top tier goaltender, but um, yeah, he's just he's elite in my opinion. And 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 then also too, like I look at a lot of these contracts for for the for the Jets, and like Connor Hollebuck's only got two years. Blake Wheeler, two years. Shifley, only two years. And, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to probably re-sign a one-year deal and then be out, too. Mm-hmm. So um, so this year and next year is probably their window. And then it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know how to, you know, really put it. It's just going to be a whole new era of, of Jets, you know, players. So Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm sure they'll re-sign someone on that list. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll make an attempt to re-sign 
Shifley and, you know, some of these other players. Oh, you know, Sh- Shifley, around. 38 goals so far this year. He's just been having a, a career year as well. I mean, he probably is not going to get to 50, but 45, I think, is uh, – is is very realistic. Uh, it's it's been a quite a quite a turnaround for Shifley. Rick Bonus deserves so much credit for what he's done with so many of these guys. Uh, who, you know, I think after last year, you went other than hey Kyle Kyle Connor. We knew we knew what he was. I mean, great goal scorer, but there was a lot of question marks about a lot of other players like Blake Wheeler and you know. Uh, there was just this team was just kind of like man is this team just going to kind of fall apart and fall into oblivion and uh, he's come in here and has made them like a legitimate playoff contender. It's you know they've kind of faltered lately. Nashville's really on the rise. Could Nashville catch them and make the playoffs? They're certainly in a position to do so. Um, but the Jets have just been fun to watch because they can, again, they can score goals and they're, they've, they've got some high flying talent out there. And the fact that they're, this is kind of like a comeback story from last year. Uh, always like to follow those and the fans in Winnipeg are fantastic. Yeah, they are. And like you mentioned earlier, a Canadian team, right. that's, that's just great. Right. Uh, all right. Number six. Yeah, I've got uh, another Canadian team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh well, uh, you can't you can't have uh, my wife as your girlfriend. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. <laughs> you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, what yeah. do you what do you do if your girlfriend team plays your wife, your your well, your main team? You yeah, just have I'm... to hope they don't find out about each other. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> All right, so oh, the Leafs goodness. are your six. Yeah, I why mean, so listen, low? What, why so low? <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, I got a little bit more love for all these other teams, and plus, um, I think once the Red Wings get back to the playoffs, um, you know, assuming that Austin Matthews, Marner, all these guys are staying around long term for the next, you know, five seven years, I think there's going to be a really good rivalry yeah. for the next half a decade between these two teams, and so that's just exciting for me. Um, so in the meantime, until so you're saying you wife, don't want to commit too much. Yeah, to, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's why they're not a little bit higher. So I got gotcha. I, I can't go there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's a, and and I mean the Leafs are a they're they're a great girlfriend team to have because there's so much pressure there, and with pressure comes great drama. And I mean it. You you also don't have to look very far to find coverage for the Leafs. True. Uh, all right, into your top five. Top five. All right. Yeah, let's uh, start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm, a team not on my list. Yeah, I mean, I figured they're probably not going to make a lot of people's lists because uh, they're used up and probably a little... Uh, used up? They're a used <laughs> tampon that we just kind of have to throw in the uh, little, into the little bin. Yeah, they've been, uh, you know, the uh, the girlfriend doorknob. Everybody's had a turn, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what other way to put it, but... Gosh, yeah, they've got their cups. So, I mean, this is a team, though, growing up, like, I, I have family in Florida, so always went there, always rooted for, for Tampa growing up. It was just a team that I, I'd love to see out of the Eastern Conference. And, uh, you know, it was great when, when Torch took them and they had some success with St. Louis and Le Cavalier. And and now they've got the Stamkos era in there, who I, I absolutely love Stamkos to me. He's probably one of the more underrated guys, um, you know, in Just the a good guy, too. Like yeah. just just a fun guy to watch, fun guy to listen to, and like, yeah, he's he's a hockey player's hockey player, for sure. Yeah, and I and again too, you know, they've they've got the best defenseman. I love watching Victor Hedman every night. He just always is on point, and um, you know, again, this this team <laughs> probably have, would have been higher, but they've got a couple cups, so they have. They he said he was five. on point, and they have point. Ah. <laughs> All right, yeah, Tampa Bay not on my list, but I understand. I understand why they're why they're there. They're they're uh, it's an interesting. So I mean, they've been to the conference to the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. Could they make it four? They could. Got to get past Toronto and then probably Boston, and yeah. that is a oh. is 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 probably the the toughest road to the conference finals for Tampa Bay that they've had in the last three years. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Part of me, I mean, I, I just look at the standings, and I, I think Pittsburgh's probably going to end up with that top wild card spot. But part of me wants Pittsburgh to drop down because I would love 
to see like an old dogs kind of uh, first round matchup with Boston. I think Pittsburgh could really take it to them. That would be Boston, so much fun. That would be really, really, really fun first round. Yeah. Uh, looks like, you know, based on the games in hand that they should be able to keep that lead over the Islanders. Uh, but who knows? I mean, the the Florida Panthers could get hot here. They've, they've been a little better. Uh, yeah. Playoff races are, are weird right now because there's a good amount of points separating some of these teams, but there's also a lot of games in hand. Like Nashville's four points out, but they've got three three games in hand, and they've won three in a row, and Winnipeg can't seem to win. Uh, right. Yeah, the, the whole Florida's Florida and Washington are both all five points out, but Florida's got three games in hand. You win those three games, you're in the playoffs. So it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it shapes up. But um, yeah, I, I I don't really care so much as to like um, Pittsburgh is one of my girlfriend teams. They always have been. Um, I'd like Mario Lemieux is my favorite player as a kid. Uh, just loved him and collected every hockey card I could find. I have so many Mario Lemieux hockey cards. It's ridiculous. Dozens of them. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, you know, Sidney Crosby goes there and just had another reason to root for them. And then, you know, I, I, growing up, I hated the Red Wings. And so Pittsburgh plays them in the finals and they finally go beat them that one year. I mean, that cemented it for me. I was cheering for Pittsburgh every year uh, when the Leafs were bad. So Pittsburgh's definitely like one of my always going to cheer for them unless they're playing the Leafs. Like there's yeah, probably I, so, no other team in the East that like it would probably goes Toronto and then Pittsburgh in terms of teams I'd root for in the East. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can honestly tell you, I remember us playing some, some street hockey and floating, <laughs> right. And you would show up in that Crosby Canadian Jersey. And yes. I just started yes. you know, playing goalie and I'm thinking the whole entire time I'm like, Dude, I want to just shove it in Mark's face because the audacity <laughs> to show up in a Crosby jersey—unreal. Uh, I mean, this was right around that same time that they were—they beat Detroit and all that stuff. I had a Lemieux just, Penguins jersey too. Oh, I would have loved that. Still have it. I, yeah, I love Lemieux. He's probably—he probably—I mean—easily my top five favorite players of all time. He's—you know—Claude. You're not talking about Claude Lemieux, I hope. Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Claude Lemieux. I have a Claude Lemieux Penguins jersey. I got a jersey with Claude Lemieux on it, even though he never played for them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. A, a Claude Lemieux Devils jersey would be pretty cool, though. With that, like, green. The green, The yes. green on there, yeah. Um, they beat Detroit that year. Rip for uh, you, I guess. But, yeah, um, yeah. Then Detroit yeah. just rattled off a few cups in a row, two cups in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm guessing Pittsburgh isn't. They're not one of your girlfriends. Not on my list. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah. See, I, 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 and and the fact that the Leafs aren't going to play Pittsburgh, you know, for I guess I suppose there there would be the chance of the second round matchup if the wild cards both won, but it's unlikely. So I don't have to worry about anything till the conference finals, which I don't think they're going there anyway. So I'm pretty safe with Pittsburgh, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if Pittsburgh didn't have any cups, I would definitely probably, they'd be number one on my list. You're but, rooting uh, for Tampa. <laughs> what does cups have to do with it for you? They're not number one on my list, though. They're, All right, they're who's number, number four? All right, number four, I've got the Dallas Stars. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's just something about Joe Pa getting that cup that I want so bad. Um, not to mention, like, you know, going to the cup final a couple years ago, and they just... Uh, kind of flamed out very, very quick. Um, yeah, new coach. I mean, just totally this, this different. Line. Totally different playing style. Yes, this top line is so much fun to watch, and I'm hoping Sagan comes back soon, healthy. Domi looks great. Dadanoff's been playing pretty good. So, uh, man, this team would just be a, a whole lot of fun to to watch. And if Jake Ottinger can play like he has the last few years in the playoffs, dude, they're gonna be a they're gonna be a hard team to beat. Yes, come playoffs. Yes. And, and you know, there are some some like. I'll say like mid-tier kind of guys where you're like, it'd be great if like Ryan Suter, man, the guy's 38 years old. He's been in the league for a long time and has been a, a very good defenseman ever, like for the whole time he's been in the league, uh, that he doesn't have a cup. You've got Sagan and Ben who, I, you know, would be great to see someone like, like Ben is just a monster. And I, and I love to see guys that are those power forwards that, uh, that play really well. They're the playoff like a playoff go-to kind of guy. And yes. um, he, the two of them have gone through a lot of adversity in Dallas. So I could appreciate, you know, if, if they were to get, get another shot at the cup. Uh, and like I said, Jim Neal for me is, 
is uh, top tier. So I'll, we I'll always be rooting for Jim Nil. I love it. Um. Okay. Into the top three. Who do you have? Top three. All right. Number three. I've got the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> what was they would be in your top three. Hey, Justin, at least, you know, at least now I found out that you're the villain on the show. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Justin's the so villain. Rough. <laughs> oh, man. Justin is the Colin Cowherd of this show. That's. Or is it the Stephen A. Smith? I don't know. Gosh, I hope not Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I'll go with Colin on that one. Oh, the uh, Jim, Jim Rome. You can be the Jim Rome. Jim Rome. Can I be Pat McAfee, please? Just, sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Good deal. All right. Uh, yeah. For Vegas, for me, it's just, you know, they came out of the gate, right? Super exciting team, make make the finals. Um, and they really have kind of uh, cooled off a little bit since. And I think, you know, getting a full year of Jack Eichel and, and hopefully maybe Mark Stone for the playoffs. Not sure how that's going to pan out. But, um, man, there's just a lot of guys on this team that I just want to see win. And, and now, Jonathan Quick, right? I mean, a guy who was pretty much written off, cast out of Yeah, LA but according after. to you, he's already won, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Jonathan Quick has been phenomenal in Vegas so far. Four games, nine, three. Yeah, he, oh, even a percentage. shutout, yeah. By the way, Mark Stone is expected to come back on the 15th of April. I love it. Month to go. And, I mean, again, other guys that you just, I want to see win, like Shea Theodore, um, Phil Kessel. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got his cups, but I just love Phil Kessel. What's not to love about this guy? That's fair. I was like, uh, yeah, give him more hot dogs. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, they, the Vegas golden Knights are not on my list. And as a matter of fact, they're on my, like, um, I don't know what would I, what what I would call. I guess they're the villain team. They're a villain to me. I I don't want to see them win other than like, it's fun sometimes to hate a team and they do well. And you You can call them the Karen teams is what I like to refer to them as the Karen teams. Yes, they are a very Karen team. (laughs) Uh, I just, I'm not a big equal guy. I'm, I I can appreciate what he can do. He's, he's a great player. Um, I just, for some, I just don't, don't really like him. I don't like that Petrangelo ran for the Hills. I think that he could have stayed in St. Louis and, and, uh, they, they could have been a better team if he had stayed. Um, it would have been interesting to see what they would have done there. And I think that he's kind of, he's kind of like become a little more obscure there. And I don't like that. I, there's just things I don't like about this team. And so I'm going to actively be rooting against them. Actively rooting actively, against. I mean, actively rooting against. As so in, listen, this has got to be a top five venue for for hockey right now. And so for me, when when you have just that excitement, what Vegas does in the playoffs, uh, it's just a venue that I, I want to see teams. I mean, go deep so I can keep watching these games. Yes, and here's the other thing: likely Vegas will play. You know, it's looking like the Winnipeg Jets. Now, uh, it, I will say. You know, if, if Winnipeg falters here, or or, or Seattle even, um, if one of these teams falters and Nashville jumps in, and Vegas plays Nashville in the first round, I'd be here for that. I'd be watching every game of that series because that is two amazing buildings with great fans. That would uh, it, it would be a lot of fun to see those two teams clash. Kind of Seattle like two expansion be, teams going at it, kind of vibe. My gosh, Seattle though, could you imagine these two expansion yes. franchises? That too. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Gosh. That'd that would be so much fun. That would be really fun too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I thing is that they're like Vegas is likely going to play Seattle, Winnipeg or Nashville, which I have, I, I, you, you didn't mention Nashville yet. I don't know if they're in your top two, probably not, but they Nashville, not. Nashville is, uh, one of those teams. I always root for Nashville. One of my best friends growing up was, was from Nashville and, and he loved predators even when they were had David Legwand and, uh, Freaking Mike, Mike Dunham. Fisher. They had Mike Dunham and oh yeah, they had Mike Fisher. Yeah. Thomas Vocoon. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've, I've always just kind of had a little, had a little place in my back pocket for Nashville. So I'll, I'm rooting for them, but I, I don't want them to overtake Winnipeg. So that's you know, I'm just rooting for. I'm I'm rooting for a good story. Either way, there'll be a good story there. Yeah, uh, I will say next year. I mean, Nashville might make my my girlfriend list just with Barry Trotz now. Right, right. I want to see him in a full year at at that role. Well, and that's another reason to have Nashville as a girlfriend team. It's David Poyle's last year as general manager. You know, could he win a cup? Does he have a cup? I don't think so. 
No. No cups for David Poyle, and he's like the longest-serving guy ever since, other than uh, Lou Lamarillo, I think. So, uh, I mean, it would be cool. To, and they're not going to win the cup, but it would be cool to see a, a little run out of Nashville. Um, okay, let's go to your, your number two. Number two, um, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, <laughs> there is just something about this team that's just – I mean, first off, it's the state of hockey, right? I mean, that's what Minnesota's referred to. And so it's just a big hockey state that I would just, that I think really deserves something. Um, you know, obviously when you, you move from, you know, Minnesota to Dallas and then you watch them a few years later, go to the Stanley Cup finals and, and win it, that's got to be some heartbreak, right? I mean, they were, they were very close in the early 90s and late 80s a couple times going to the finals, but never could close, you know, seal the deal. And um, now, I mean, they've got, they've got a guy in here, you talked about it, right? A, a superstar talent uh, is what every team needs. And typically you look at the center position, but this guy's on the wing, kind of like Ovechkin. He reminds me a lot of him, the way he plays so hard and can score and can freaking score goals. Can he Kirill the thrill? Kaprizov would just be so much fun to watch in a deep playoff run. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like first round Colorado Avalanche, that's going to be the matchup. So that's uh, that's one heck of a, a rematch there between those two teams who've played each other before. Uh well, uh, yeah, I don't have Minnesota on my list either. You, you actually have you are uh, I, you had Dallas, Minnesota, Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, Winnipeg, all on your list. So that's six teams in the in the Western Conference. So heavy on the Western as well for you. Yeah, it's a little harder. For, I mean, with with Detroit being in the East, it's a yeah. little harder for me to root for the East. I got you. Um, fair. I mean, I'll be honest. Right now, I, you will never see me root for Colorado, Boston, or New Jersey. Um, don't get me wrong. Mm. I want to see Jack Hughes, you know, win a cup, but not in Jersey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah. With, with regards to like those, those other teams in the top of the Metro with Carolina and New Jersey and uh, New York, Carolina takes a little step back because Shvetsnikov is now out for the rest of the year. Um, that definitely hurts. I mean, they, they just continued to cruise right along and do their thing. Um, I don't. I, I mean, certainly that's going to hurt them in the playoffs. Um, I don't think that it makes makes it so that they're no longer a contender anymore. I think they're just that good. Uh, but New Jersey's definitely on my like. I'm going to be watching them. I'm rooting for them over the Rangers. Like, I I just I kind of look at it like, all right, who who are what kind of matchup are we going to get? And New Jersey really is probably one of the most fun teams in the NHL to watch. So how am I not going to you know actively go and try to try to watch them play and and yeah i mean maybe in the conference finals they end up playing the leafs and if the leafs make it that far then i'll be a happy man uh so i you know it, it will be what it is but um for the for the beginning rounds new out of those three teams new jersey's the team that i'm most interested in watching because i i just love the speed that they have i, I love the pieces that they've uh surrounded hughes with and uh, they're they're just very very fun to watch, and very fast. I'll give you that. They are fast. <laughs> um, who is your number one team? Okay, let me see if uh, I can guess. Let's see. Please. Who are you about to pick? Are you about to pick Carolina? No, they no. did not make my list. Or is it the Rangers? It's the Rangers. It's the Rangers. It's Shesterkin. It's Shesterkin, and it's Patty. And Patty Kane. Yeah, yeah. My gosh, he he and Panarin. I'm hoping they just. I, I would love to see those two just dazzle in the playoffs and just have some of that old magic back. Um, that would just be a lot of fun for me. And and I, I've always been a Mika Zibanejad fan. I, I love watching him. And there's just something about um, the Rangers winning a cup, right? I mean, it's just I, – I don't know. It just feels like it's 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 destiny at some point. They, You know, I, I hope they do it sooner rather than later, especially after going through a rebuild and – uh, not necessarily an old, you know, a tradition. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you want to call it traditional, but what we would expect to be yeah. a rebuild, they kind of got a couple pieces here. As close and, uh, to a retooling rebuild as you can get. Right. Yeah. Now they haven't looked super We're going to rebuild with Artemi Panarin. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been super dominant since getting Kane, but um, I think things are slowly, slowly coming together. And if, uh, you know, again, Adam Fox, Shesterkin, I think these guys are just going to be. A hell of a lot of fun to watch in the playoffs, and um, you know I expect them to you know, really to go deep to really make a make a run at it. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so you like regardless, Rangers playing Carolina, Rangers playing New Jersey. You think the Rangers are are the team to beat? I do. Over there. I, okay. I, 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, just gunning here, just making sure I didn't miss any team. Um, no, I, I, well, I, yeah, I said, I said the Nashville Predators were on my list. Yeah. So, um, I think I had seven teams in the Western Conference. Um, <laughs> that I'll say maybe, maybe one team that's outside the playoffs that I, if they made the playoffs, I would not be mad. I'd be rooting for them are the Washington Capitals. If they could make some kind of little run back here and get themselves into the playoffs, um, I always like seeing Ovechkin in the playoffs and the fact that they're likely he won't be in the playoffs is really, I mean, that's the first time in how many years <laughs> like that they, they weren't in the playoffs, I think since one of his early years. Right. So it's been a long time since uh, both Washington and Pittsburgh missed and uh, weren't in the playoffs together. So that'll be a, a different vibe. Wouldn't mind seeing them make a little run here at the end and uh, get everyone sweating. Yeah, I think uh, last time they didn't make the playoffs. Gosh, it was 2013-14, so. Oh, they didn't make the playoffs in that. Uh, was is 13-14 the, the lockout year? Was that the No, lo- that was the year before. The year before, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the first year coming out of the lockout, that's right. Yeah, Ovechkin still managed to put up 32 goals. Oh, in no, yeah, games. that was when they were like, <laughs> yeah, they were still. Still rebuilding a little rebuilding, bit. Rebuilding, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's the girlfriend teams. Let us know what you think uh, or who your girlfriend team is at OT Hockey Talk on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, we both give we give you ten. I, I suppose you know you could pick like L.A. L.A. would be a good one if if you yes. for all all things all things are equal. L.A. is a good one. I just I have I think like PTSD from when L.A. just played so defensive and I hated watching them win. I hated them when they were. Uh, when they won their cup in 2012 and 14, I just, they were dreadful <laughs> the way that yeah, they played. I, I did not <laughs> like it. And I thought like they were kind of lucky and I just, they're a much different team now. I get that. I just, I still have a hang up because of those years. Okay. Yeah. Throw in Arizona, right? I, I hated watching them in the playoffs too. Cause like you said, they just, they weren't scoring and every game was like one or yes. two to one. And I'm like, Rick score some goals. It, it so is. I, I'll say, I think I've gotten past I've gotten past it with the Devils. Like, I would have never cheered for the Devils for a long time. I mean, the Devils beat the Leafs in the playoffs a couple years when they, in the Sundean era, and disappointed me a couple times. And, like, they were just, they were the worst. They were the worst of the worst. Uh, (laughs) But at least they, like, I don't know, they blew guys up. And and it was was long enough ago to where I'm I'm past it now. But the Kings, I'm still, I need at least 10 years. From the kids, so the Kings' uh, statute of limitations is coming up in next year. So maybe I'll yeah. come around then. See, as long as you still got players from the era that I dislike, I just I can't root for. Yeah, you, so. yeah, yeah. That's it too. That that's I'm 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 Kopitar there with you. Plus, Dowdy, man. Plus, I am not going to cheer for the Kings over the Oilers right now. So, and, and by the way, that's actually going to be a really great uh, rematch because that's who. That's that was a first round matchup last year too, and the Kings played really well again and scared the pants off the Oilers. That's uh, going to be a heck of a first round matchup between those two, assuming that's the matchup and Seattle doesn't jump in there. But um, okay, well, any final thoughts, Justin? No. Okay. Well, I hope you have a great night, and to our listeners, I hope uh, you enjoy whatever is left in your day, whether it be the beginning or the end. Um, Enjoy it, watch some games, and we will talk to you soon.